Minnesota Timberwolves are building a fascinating front office. Let's ask John Krasinski here on the John Krasinski Show what he thinks of it and what he expects. This, of course, is part of TalkNorth.com. Subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. The best way to listen. And thank you to our sponsors, Headflyer Brewing, TSR Injury Law, and All Energy Solar. All right, John, take me through uh, anything more you can tell me about the Connolly hiring and now the hiring of Matt Lloyd. Yeah, so I think one of the big questions that we had as soon as Tim Connolly came aboard was he was kind of parachuting in to a really unique situation. So many times when the Timberwolves or any other team is making a change at the very top of its front office food chain, you're thinking uh, clean house, rebuild, change so much of what's going on with the team and put the new fingerprints all over it. Well, with Chris Finch already here with Sachin Gupta and with a lot of the front office members who are well thought of here. Uh, It it was different in that Connolly was kind of coming in and and really expecting and saying that he wanted to work with a lot of the folks who are already involved here. They're coming off of a good season and it wasn't like the same sort of urgency to completely turn everything over. And so Uh, We really did wonder what kind of changes would he make or what kind of additions would he make to his staff? Because no matter what happened, he was absolutely going to bring in some people who he is very familiar with, uh, who he trusts, who he has long time, long term existing relationships with just it just to be around him and and. And to have, uh, as he gets acclimated to a new place and gets to know a lot of the the, the people that he's going to be working with on the existing staff. And so he, um, Tim Connolly's first hire is a guy named Matt Lloyd, who comes from the Orlando Magic front office. He has been there for, uh, he had been there for, for quite a while, for 10 and 11 years or so. And prior to that, he had worked with the Chicago Bulls. And so... Um, I do think that when you look at who Matt Lloyd is, it does kind of underscore what we are going to see from a Tim Connolly-led front office. And I think when you talk to people around the league about Matt Lloyd, it, it he everyone really does say that he is a great teammate, uh, uh, the kind of guy who works incredibly well with others, who is able to adapt to different personalities, find common ground with people who may have different backgrounds or different, uh, you know, philosophies and things like that, and really kind of connect people together. And that's what Tim Connolly is as well. So, you know, you will see a lot of times when someone like this is given the money that Tim Connolly was given, is given the status that Tim Connolly was given, really have a my way or the highway type of approach. I know what works. This is the way it's going to be. But I think the addition of Matt Lloyd only just doubles down on that Tim Connolly is coming in and is going to try to adapt to the Timberwolves as much as he wants the Timberwolves to adapt to him. And so I think that that should probably be a kind of sigh of relief that Maybe some of the existing people over there are um, can 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 breathe right now because there's always trepidation when a new person comes in and what is what's my future here? How is this going to work out? But to see the kind of the way that uh, that these two are going to come in, I think it's going to be 
pretty seamless and 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 they're going to try to make it as welcoming and accommodating to everyone who's already here um as possible he's john krasinski from the athletic i'm jim suhan from the star tribune brandon morton is our producer thank you for listening to talknorth.com you can also hear john on the viking update show where we talk take a writer's view of the nfl we have jeff diamond cheryl reeve michael russo anthony lapanta dave lee mike Grimm. uh great lineup great sports lineup great people to work with and uh we just want to let you know that you can find the archives at the website uh, you can find all the different shows lifestyle outdoors and sports and thank you for making talk north a success we do appreciate it do you think this is kind of the one big move tim Connolly makes or do you think there's something else in the offing yeah, I, I think that this is a significant move, of course. I mean, uh, w- we should kind of say that. I think, you know, the other thing about Matt Lloyd is he has a scouting background, and that's what Tim Connolly has as well. So um, I do think that they needed to address scouting in a in a significant way because um, it, when when uh, Sachin Gupta made the decision to part with Gianluca Pascucci and not not bring him back, Gianluca was the guy who really sort of quarterbacked the draft for the Timberwolves and and was really kind of the lead scout and uh, and tried to kind of usher in the, uh, the the evaluation of the players and the prospects and 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 what they should do there. And he took the lead in that in that role. Uh, Sachin Gupta did hire Steve Sr. from Memphis as an, an assistant GM, but it wasn't a direct replacement for Pescucci. So, um, so in, in that regard, it, it, Steve Sr. is going to be working more with player development when, um, when, when once the players get into the building and get added to the Timberwolves staff, he's going he's gonna to work with the coaching staff and, and, and just develop the right uh, – plans to help these guys get better over the years. So, but he's not like the, the dyed in the wool scout that Pascucci was now that Matt Lloyd is. And so for, for Lloyd to kind of come in here um, and, and Connolly needed someone with that sharp scouting eye and background who is really steeped in this draft coming up, which is less than a month away uh, to to really kind of get hit the ground running and get going. I still do expect another addition or two to the staff uh, that are kind of quote unquote Tim Connolly guys. Um, but exactly how how big those roles are going to be, I think that remains to be seen. Will it be more kind of in that assistant GM or lower support staff type of a role, or could it be a little bit higher? I mean, Matt Lloyd is a senior vice president. Uh, of, of basketball operations, so he and Sachin Gupta are kind of on the same plane, is the way I understand it. Um, but they could add another bigger name type of a person. Um, but I think that there's also going to be room for him to hire, um, kind of in the more rank and file portion of that front office. But that's a long way of saying I do expect more additions to be coming. It's just a matter of exactly what those roles are going to be and how they're going to fill out kind of the roster underneath Tim Conley. And how do you think Gupta is feeling right now? And of course, this is pure speculation. Uh, Do you think he's saying, okay, not exactly what I wanted, but I get to be part of a powerhouse front office and we can win together and that'll be a benefit in the long term. Or do you think he's thinking, let me get the hell out of here? Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy when you look at it from afar 
to say, well, here's uh, Tim Connolly bringing in his guy, Matt Lloyd. Uh, that is going to reduce Sachin Gupta's role in the front office. Uh, that's going to bump him down a level. First, he was number one. Then, theoretically, he's number two. Now, theoretically, he's number three. Um, and that may not sit well with him. Um, I have not spoken to Sachin Gupta about this, but I would say that it's important for Wolves fans and you know, and people observing this team to give this a little bit of time to play out first. I don't think it's as straightforward as Sachin Gupta now is the number three on the pecking order, and that's going to make him upset, and that is going to uh, hasten his departure from the Timberwolves front office. I think that there's a couple of things that we have to look at here that are in Sachin Gupta's favor. One is that ownership especially uh, has been adamant that they view Sachin Gupta as a long-term part of this team's future, um, <coughs> excuse, <coughs> as an essential part of this front office because they see first and foremost that Tim Connolly and now Matt Lloyd as well um, have more of a scouting background and a strength in scouting. And that fits very well with Gupta's analytic background and the, his ability to uh, process data and to put together models that help kind of predict uh, what, uh, or, uh, what, a, uh, what a player is going to do over the long haul. He also is big in negotiating contracts and kind of trying to you know, look at trades and things like that. So um, I think there's still that big role for him um, the, and kind of like piggybacking off of how we started this conversation about what this Tim Connolly, Matt Lloyd uh, tandem means for the environment in the front office. I think it's going to be very inclusive in, in the front office. And I do think Gupta is going to have uh a voice here, which is, I think, more than anything, what he really wants is to have influence. I think there was, you know, there was frustration with Gerson Rosas because many people, Gupta included, believe they didn't have a real voice in the front office and they believe that um, that Gerson was kind of unilaterally running things. And so um, with this one, Tim Connolly is coming in and wants to work with Sachin Gupta and wants to give you know, Joe Branch and Manny Rohan and all these other people that are on the staff wants to give them authority and influence to make moves, to make decisions, to give feedback and, in, and input into the direction of the franchise. And and so, you know, talking to people who have been around the um, the Denver Nuggets and the way that Tim Connolly ran that uh, front office, it was very much a all-inclusive like hey if you got an idea bring it and we will listen to it and we will give it uh the weight that it deserves and so no one is minimized no one is dismissed that way and so i don't think that there's necessarily even a two three four kind of hierarchy in what tim Connolly is building and so i think that as long as gupta has that input and feels like he is working with people who are interested in what he has to say and are going to give him that kind of consideration and respect. Um, I think that there's still a real chance that this works over the long haul and that he stays and is very happy in that role. 
I think a lot of things have to happen with that. Maybe there's some contract stuff that needs to be taken care of. Maybe there's just some more like clarity and definition of roles that needs to happen again over the long haul as Tim Connolly gets settled in. But I think it is far from uh, a foregone conclusion that this is the beginning of the end for Sachin Gupta here. Uh, It could be. He could, you know, look around and say, hey, you know what? I got passed over for the number one. Um, There's other guys that are coming in here. I don't feel quite as invested here as I once did. And maybe it's time for me to look somewhere else. I do think that's a possibility. But I think also that there is a real possibility that this all really does work out, that everyone does kind of click together and that this turns into a good situation for Sachin Gupta, who is incredibly valued by ownership, who has real um, uh, expertise that he can bring to this front office and offer of value. And that could be enough to kind of keep this going for a little while here. Next, I'll ask John if this is as good a development as I think it is. And I think it's a really good development that they are building out a front office with the best people they can possibly get. Uh, but we'll ask John's here opinion in here a second. By the way, if you like basketball, highly recommend the Cheryl Reeve show on this network. Also, uh, occasionally I have David Barry, a great basketball analyst and sports economist on my show, Blocked and Muted. This last week I had David on. He was great talking about the NBA finals, basketball in general. Check that out. Right now, though, I want to hear from John about Head Flyer Brewing. Head Flyer Brewing uh, on uh, Hennepin Avenue, Northeast Minneapolis, right near the 35W exit. Um, Really convenient to get to. A great tap room. I was just in there on Saturday picking up some beer and putting it in a growler for um, bringing home because we had a little birthday party in the neighborhood and brought some Head Flyer to celebrate with the neighbors. Had some crunch time. That's the beer collaboration myself and Talk North has with Head Flyer. It's a it's a great wheat beer, Blue Moon style, easy drinking on a on a nice warm Saturday evening on a uh, sitting out on the deck at my neighbor's house. Also, you can pick up little uh, smaller cans um, that are there. That's you, if you grab one can, it usually serves about two beers for someone. And you, they have all sorts of different varieties. They have IPAs. They just have brought out a a new like light beer, American Lager style that you can get called So Clean Clean. Um, and so just a ton of great beers, ton of great people that are at F- Head Flyer. If you're coming in to pick up and, and bring it to a, a gathering, that's great. If you want to just hang out in their tap room and, and sit out on their deck right on Hennepin Avenue and enjoy a really nice uh, summer evening in Minneapolis, that's great too. Bring your dog, watch games, the NHL, NBA on the big screens there, and, and just enjoy yourself. Uh, so stop in, tell them John Krasinski sent you. And the John Krasinski show, Head Flyer Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis. TSR Injury Law has gone from basically a one little office business to having the top two floors on a beautiful, uh, modern uh, skyscraper in in southern Bloomington. Uh, John and I recorded a recent show with Steve Terry there. I recommend go back and hear it. Steve's great at uh, kind of some insights around the uh, Wolves organization, also a super fan uh, view of the organization. And, uh, hey, TSR Injury Law has moved into those offices because they win cases. They do not charge you unless they win your case, but they win a lot of cases. If you are injured, call 612-TSR-TIME, 612-TSR-TIME. Also, uh, you know, these days, uh, we know what's happening with the economy. We know what's happening with gas prices. 
you want to go to allenergysolar.com and check out solar as a home improvement project, as a way of improving your resale value, as a way of saving money now, as a way of saving money long into the future. Most home improvement projects don't pay for themselves until the property is sold. Solar pays back regardless of property sale. Most systems are warranted for 25 to 30 years. After 30 years of operation, solar could have paid back 300 to 400% of the cost. And that was an estimate before gas prices went crazy. Uh, you want to help Ukraine. You want to help the American economy. You want to help uh, you know, climate change. Go to allenergysolar.com and check them out. Uh, they, they do good work and they will be hey, good for our economy, good for our country, good for everybody. Allenergysolar.com. Uh, what is the next shooter drop, do you think, as far as the front office? So actually, let's go even bigger picture than that. I think this is a great sign. The Wolves have, you know, they were a Harv and Marv show. They were a Glenn Taylor show. They were a handshake and backslap show. It feels like if Laurie and Rodriguez do this right, They'll be building a really deep, modern front office. Is it all good or is there any any concern here? Well, look, there's no guarantees, right? I mean, no matter who you hired, um, it, it, it cannot work out for a number of reasons. I mean, let's just take a look at Gerson Rosas really quickly. I mean, he made a lot of very good moves. Um, there's obviously other things that got in the way of, of him from having longevity here, but that's the kind of things that can happen in this situation. I'm not saying Connolly is that kind, because I think one thing about Connolly is you, you can, he has been in that seat for a very long time. He's had a lot of experience. Gerson Rosas had a, I think got a little drunk with power and, and it got into his head and it, and it turned him into something that most people did not recognized from the Gerson Rosas before he kind of came to Minnesota with Connolly, I don't think you have to worry about that kind of thing, but you just, you just have to worry about the fickleness of the NBA of injuries of, you know, Connolly said in his opening press conference, we are going to make uh, informed mistakes is the way that he said it. There's going, they're going to miss on draft picks. They're going to, to miss on some decisions. They just have to try and, and do enough of the work to make sure that in aggregate, their decision-making process is a positive, which it ha- was in Denver over that nine-year period. But um, we can't, we certainly can't say, you know, start, you know, planning the parade route, start getting the banners made. This is going to be a for sure success story. But what we can say, and I, I've read your column about it too, Jim, and I agree with it, is that this Tim Connolly, the, the the hiring of Tim Connolly he is legitimately the most experienced, the best track record um, of a general manager that has been hired by the Timberwolves, perhaps of all time. You might include Jack McCloskey very, you know, a, a lifetime ago when he came in here, coming from Detroit Pistons, had that championship pedigree all of those things going on. And obviously that flamed out in a major way. But um, other than that, other than McCloskey, every other president of basketball operations or GM they've hired has been a novice. Kevin McHale had no experience. Um, Flip Saunders had no experience. David Kahn had no experience. Tom Thibodeau had no experience. Like Gerson Rosas had never run, uh, run a front office before. So all of those hires... When you look at it for the vast majority of the lifetime of this franchise, they've always hired first time guys. Now, you've had 
some success and some failures with all of them, all failures with David Kahn, but like, um, but Mikhail had his ups and downs. Flip had his ups and downs in his very brief time um, in that spot. Uh, and, and Tibbs almost all downs as well. And, and, um, and so to actually make a move to go get someone who has done the job for a long time at a very high level, you can say that this move is unique in Timberwolves history that way. And, and so you have someone that has a track record that you can point to and say, we're not making leaps of faith here. We're not saying, well, maybe this will happen. Maybe this will happen and it'll all break the right way. For Tim Connolly, he's done it. And he's done it in a market that is remarkably similar to Minnesota as well. And so there are just so many things that feel like he can replicate from Denver to Minnesota. It would be nice if he drafted another two-time MVP in the second round. That's a, that, that's a lightning in a bottle kind of a thing. But other than that, with all the team building, with all of the, the environment and everything that he brought in brings in, I just think he's more proven than any other president of basketball operations that's been brought in here in 30 years. And I think that's really notable. And, and so that is one thing that was a tentpole idea for Alex Rodriguez and for, um, for Mark Laurie is they wanted someone super experienced, super proven, and, and, and so that there is no guesswork. And so I think with Tim Connolly, it eliminates a lot of that guesswork. And so that is very encouraging. Matt Lloyd, again, another guy who's very well thought of, who's been, who's, who's done it for a very long time. And, um, and so in terms of encouragement, in terms of like just a strong foundation that they're starting to build here, uh, it, 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 it's, it's hard to remember a, an infrastructure that you looked at and said, this is as solid as, as it is right now. And that's ultimately what they need more than anything else is that, um, you know, they've had Tim Connolly's the seventh, uh, uh, GM or president of basketball operations in Carl Anthony town, seven years. Like that's absurd. It's ridiculous. You know, when you say that it's ridiculous, Chris Finch is the fifth head coach. Um, and they need some stability and this feels like a move towards stability. And, and so I do think that, you know, a lot of things can go wrong. There are no guarantees, but in terms of like doing the homework and of having a real tangible record to look at and say, this is doable here. Going and getting Tim Connolly is the best that the Wolves have arguably ever done at that spot. And, and I think that does say a lot um, about things. One other thing that I think needs to be pointed out as well in the way that this thing is being built out is from what I've been and people that I've talked to about this whole process, um, I do think that uh, Ethan Casson played a huge role in in helping land this plane as well, and he is the CEO. and And I think that you look at the personalities that are involved, and Ethan and Tim, I think, are two peas in a pod in the way that they move and the way that they operate. So again, you're trying to create some sort of synergy and some sort of energy through the whole thing. And, um, and it just feels like there is a, 
moment in time right now where things are coming together on a holistic level for the Timberwolves that we just have not seen. We thought, you hoped that it was going to be that way with Rosas. Obviously, that flamed out in a major, major way. But I just think that this is more reliable and this is more dependable. And and this is a a, a something that you can probably feel pretty good about and and feel like it's going to build in the right direction. And that is a wholly uh, unique feeling uh, around this franchise, certainly for the 17 years I've been covering it. And I think long before that as well. That was a really good answer. Uh, now I'm going to ask <laughs> you another question that you may or may not be able to answer. It's going to be really easy to refer to Laurie and Rodriguez or A-Rod and Mark or whatever. whatever. We're, we're low Rod, think, right? You, you low Rod. That, so. I, I call them Low Rod. Yep. It's going to be really easy to combine them. Should they be combined? Are they a unit? Is one much more important than the other when it comes? Obviously, Lori has the money. But yeah. in terms of decision-making and impact and presence, how should we think of the two? Yeah, it's it's a good question. I think that's all still shaking out. I will say that in all of my interactions with them to this point, there has been a concerted effort for it to be cast as a joint effort, as a partnership, as a tag team, however you want to refer to it. Um, you know, I, I do think that Mark Laurie probably has, you know, with a little bit more, you know, more of the money invested, um, you know, he has that part of it, but he also brought in or he partnered with Alex Rodriguez for a reason. Like he believes that Alex Rodriguez's experiences as a player, the cachet that he brings, like all of that stuff is important in this situation and 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 certainly like get, you know, covering any of his blind spots. So they're working very much hand in hand and together. I can tell you that during the Tim Connolly process, I think maybe Mark got things started a little bit more, but Alex Rodriguez was intimately involved uh, right up to the very end. Um, just in having conversations with people, even through that process of like the kind of two and a half days that Connolly took to really mull this thing over and, and think about it. Alex Rodriguez was, Rodriguez was very involved in that. So I, you know, it depends on over time, how this whole thing evolves, but right now they are, they're, they're a partnership. They're, they're going for it. And Mark Laurie, I think to his credit is, willing to share that spotlight in a way that a lot of others may not be willing to do that. And, um, and, and so he understands that Alex Rodriguez just by cult of personality, by reputation, good and bad, by, by all those things is going to get a lot of attention on himself. Um, but, but Mark is his own guy too. And he's, you know, he's, he's there and he's, he's kind of running the show as much as anything as well. So um, I, I don't know how to forecast it, how it kind of develops over five years, 10 years, but right now they're, I mean, they're working very closely. They were both on that stage together with Tim Connolly when Tim Connolly made the phone calls to, uh, to tell everyone that he was accepting it. I mean, he was talking to, to, um, to Mark and Alex right after Glenn Taylor, I believe. So like they're all, they're both very much in this. They're very much invested and, um, and, and they are su super enthusiastic about it, I think to say the least. And that is, that's bringing a different uh, dynamic uh, to the whole equation. Again, like they don't 
Tim Connolly's not in this position right now and is not taking this offer and is not, you know, not uh, the new president of basketball operations for the Timberwolves, if not for Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez. They drove this bus and Glenn Taylor basically just signed off on it. And uh, it's uh, it's a new way of moving uh, in Timberwolves land for sure. And I have a question about Glenn Taylor. I do want to let you know that the audience for this show, one of our most popular shows, and the audience for the network as a whole continues to grow uh, thanks to the, the Talk North team. Uh, Karen Cleary is a very important part of that team, our sales executive. If you'd like to jump on and advertise your business or whatever you have going on with this show or the networking, reach Karen at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. Uh, so is Glenn just simply in kind of veto position now, or is he playing a larger role than that? Well, he still is involved. I, I, um, after the Connolly press conference on Tuesday, uh, it was really nice because like all three of them were there in one spot. So you could kind of, and they were all hanging around. They all wanted to talk about how this went just kind of more casually, not anything really on the record, but like just, they wanted to have conversations about how this went and just like taking the temperature of the water and things. So to be able to spend time, with all three of them was really nice. But uh, in particular, I sat down with Glenn um, and we talked for 20 minutes, just kind of about the state of the union uh, with the wolves, how this all went down. And my impression is, you know, coming off of that conversation and really just coming off of conversations with so many other people involved in this is he very much kind of is the, the veto pen right now. Um, He can, scratch something if he wants it he can endorse something if he wants it but his kind of view of this whole situation is that he really believes in mark laurie and alex rodriguez that they are they're this is going to be their team that he wants to have them as partners and set them up to succeed once they take the reins in 2023 and and so He's very much trying to be amenable to a lot of the things that they want, but he's also playing a big role in helping them get those things done. So Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez, just for instance, they you know, they wanted to talk to Tim Conley. They wanted to go after him. Glenn was the one who reached out and asked permission from the Cronky family because he's the he's representing the Timberwolves still. So he wants he wanted to be that guy out front. Uh, to get the ball rolling, they got permission, and that's what that got Tim and Alex really involved in in the, in the early interview process and going forward. And then at the end of it, Conley visited Glenn Taylor at his house, him and Becky, and they they had their conversations and they talked for four hours about what Tim sees as as the path for this franchise, about what can be done to kind of keep the expediting the the improvement that was shown this last year. And he ultimately made the decision, Glenn did, to offer the contract and say, hey, here it is. And to not negotiate, to not say, you know, uh, we said we'd do this, but I, I want to do this. I want to, you know, take a few uh, a million dollars off or I, or I want to change the way this is structured. He didn't do any of that. He he just said, I'm going to back my guys here and I'm going to empower them. And I and we speak as a group. And so um, he is very much still involved. He has conversations all the time with Chris Finch with Sachin Gupta before Conley was hired, he will now be talking directly with Conley a lot on strategy and, and things like that. Um, but he also is at a point, I think where he wants to have the people who are eventually going to succeed him be in more of a leadership role and, and, and getting ready to do that. And so 
Um, so he's he's kind of having it, trying to have it both ways here. Um, but he, it, it's by no means just, uh, hey, this is what we want to do, Glenn. Will you just you know give us permission? It, there is very much still a real conversation going on, and and input coming from the guy who has been here for a very very long time before um, anything really does get done. But Mark and Alex are the ones that are kind of you know driving the aggressive nature of things right now. Let's get a final thought from John. Thanks again to Head Flyer Brewing. Tell them John Krasinski sent you. TSR Injury Law. We don't want you to need to call them, but if you do need to call them, 612-TSR-TIME. They will take good care of you. And All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. All right, John, great stuff today. Give us a final thought. Yeah, I mean, we got it's, – it's crazy to think, but the draft is less than 20 days away. And the Wolves have the 19th pick. And three picks in the second round. I think in the coming weeks here, we're really going to start diving into now that Connolly is here, now that Matt Lloyd is here. Um, they're, I think they're really rolling up their sleeves and trying to figure out what they're going to be doing uh, with with those picks, trades, drafting guys, all those things. So, you know, in the next couple of weeks here, leading in the draft will be a good time to really kind of dive into their options there you know, what kind of players are, are going to be around for that. And, and it's going to be a very important three weeks here. I mean, it's going to be breakneck for them to try and really get settled in and develop a, a, a strategy and get everyone on the same page on what they have to do. But it's go time now. Um, and, and I think that everyone in the front office, including the coaching staff, is getting ready for some long days here now preparing for that, for that June 23rd draft. Thanks to John for such a great show. Thanks to Brandon Morton. And thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. We'll be back next week. We will dive into the NBA Finals and the NBA playoffs as a whole to see if we can learn any lessons. Uh, But we're going to continue talking about the Timberwolves and very soon, as John said, the draft.